Welcome to the Inside the Upside Down podcast on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, our after-hours show for the edge of the rabbit hole. I know I say directly after the show, but there's a little turnover and all that, so I'm probably going to have to start labeling it it like 1045, 1050, something like that. Um, And we did go a few minutes over with our guest, Ben Miller, uh, who was absolutely fantastic. So we really want to thank Ben for coming out uh, for Edge of the Rabbit Hole. It was a great show. We talked a lot of um, fairies, <laughs> really, and uh, he had a fantastic story about brownies and just a lot of different type of uh, you know cryptid, supernatural uh, type conversation that we had going on there. Um, so really, really very cool. I'm getting buzzed on my phone down here. <laughs> All right, so. Um, Hey, uh, thank you everybody down in the chat for hanging out, sticking with us, um, and keeping on with this show here. We're going to be talking about shadow people in this episode. Um, I've had a lot of experiences with shadow people, um, as some of you may very well know. So we're going to get into some of those different experiences here, my background with it, and we're actually going to have a uh, special call-in guest as well. So that'll be happening about a quarter after the hour. So, um, and for some reason, I got a notification that myself was live. I, I don't know why I got that. But here we are. So let's get with it. Um, for those of you that um, that do check us out on Periscope, I'm actually not going. Uh, live on Periscope for this particular episode because I am taking a call, so I need my phone free. So we'll have to figure that one out for next time. So, all right. So shadow people. So let me give you a little bit of background of where I'm coming from with this. So this here is a, if I can get to it, if it'll click. Here we go. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Some of you may recognize this. Um, This is a uh, uh, fantastic illustration by Adam Tillery of a shadow person that I saw when I was about eight or nine years old. Uh, Very well represented in the corner there. There's the window. Um, The only thing that's a little bit different is I didn't have the slats like that on the closet door, but that is where the closet was as well. Um, And so basically what happened was I woke up in the middle of the night and uh, like I said, I was about eight or nine years old. And you probably, just from that, think you know where this story is going. But I assure you, it's a little bit different. So, woke up in the middle of the night, and I saw this tall shadow. I, I didn't think of it as a shadow person at the time. I mean, what I thought of it was there was somebody standing in the corner of my room. I couldn't see it, the person, because everything was just black. It was dark. I couldn't see any eyes, couldn't see a mouth, no features, nothing. But it was a tall human figure that was standing in the corner of my room. Of course, I tried to scream and couldn't. You know, it was basically mouth open and nothing came out because uh, I was just scared. Uh, you know, so I was almost, almost petrified, but I wasn't. Um, so this thing came out of the corner toward me, leaned over the bed, took my arms, crossed them across my body like this. No idea why I did this. There's been some speculation since. But crossed my arms across my body like this. And then it ran off down the hall 
into the linen closet of all places. It opened the door and into the linen closet and there it went. So from this, you know, a lot of people get into the you know sleep paralysis when you know they see uh, a shadow person. You know, they they can't move. All this stuff. We'll get into that in a little bit. But I would I'll say this was not a sleep paralysis incident because of the fact that my arms were moving. I was able to turn my head and watch it run down the hall. But that gets lumped in with these stories a lot. So that was my initial shadow person experience. So um, I see a lot of you are down in the chat room here. And <clears throat> Super Woody Boy, yes, it did scare the shit out of me. So I ran off to my parents' bedroom, of course. You know, I found my, found my voice, found my legs, ran off to my parents' room. And they proceeded to tell me that, of course, I'd had a bad dream. Well, I hadn't. You know, I was awake throughout this entire incident. Um, I had originally woken up to see this thing in my room. Well, fast forward a few years. You'll have to excuse me a little bit. I've been recovering from a sinus infection. Really, I still had it. I was terrible this morning. Somehow, about halfway through the day, early evening, it started clearing up a little bit. So... Fast forward a few years. We moved from that house in Massachusetts to Ohio. I was 13 years old. And in this house, as I was unpacking, um, I started seeing out of the corner of my eye somebody near the doorway. And so I turned and looked. And I would see like this wisp, this like, you know, it almost looked like it was a person that was looking in and would just dart away, gone. And this happened a number of times. I turned, looked, and gone. And I'd be doing something, I'd see it out of the corner of my eye, turn, look, and there it would go. So I ended up asking my mom, hey mom, have you been seeing this thing happen? You know, it just, it looks like somebody's looking at the door at me while I'm unpacking and putting things away, and then, boom, it, it takes off, it disappears. She actually acknowledged that, yes, she had seen that. This went on for a couple of months, and then the activity just subsided and was gone so I chalked it up I, I called it for a time Tom because to me it was like peeping Tom um, but after a couple months the activity just subsided went away done um, so I chalked it up to somebody who you know was there was checking us out deemed that we were okay and then went on its merry way um, some may you know call it a transient spirit um, you know, it may have been somebody that was there and just, you know, decided that it was going to be quiet the whole rest of the time that we were living there. I don't know. Um, my dad had made a comment. No, my dad doesn't believe in any of this stuff. Um, but he made a comment one time because there were a number of people in and out of our house before we moved in where they were like there for a year or two and gone, there for a year or two and gone. And um, so he, just, you know, off the cuff said, well, you know, with the number of times that people have been in and out of this house the past few years, you know, if, uh, if I come home from work one day and, you know, all the chairs are stacked on top of the table like poltergeist, you know, we're out of here. He wasn't being serious, though. So, yeah, peeping Tom, that's right. <laughs> so, um, what do you guys got in the chat? Any questions yet? You know, we will. I will take questions down in the chat. So, appreciate you guys hanging out. Um... So other ones that I have seen, um, I'm going to play for you guys a clip. 
Um, I actually get a kick out of playing this because it's a deleted scene from the show The Haunted in which um, I had seen a big black shadowy mass in a bedroom um, and you see a bit of the cat's reaction. The whole premise of The Haunted was on Animal Planet and um, it, it, I don't know why it was a deleted scene. It always kind of... <clears throat> I always kind of question that uh, because the show was supposed to focus on animals' reactions to spirits, and there was a lot of material in the show. There's a lot that happened to the family, so I I get that they only had so much time. But this is one that I thought that they should have included, and yeah, I get a kick out of playing it because basically, aside from me, only the uh, only the family has a copy of the uh, of the clip because it's a deleted scene. So um, let me go down to where that's at. Jasmine reacting is significant. What's up, baby? Here. Something's bothering her. She's nervous or something. Animals have a higher perception of the paranormal than we do as humans. She stopped like she saw something. We knew something was definitely there in the room with us. All of a sudden, she took off. Kitty, kitty, kitty. Jasmine bolted away from the doorway. No, the cat didn't make it to the room. The cat, the cat went right here and stopped. All of a sudden, I saw this huge black mass. It was a massive black shadow. I was a bit startled. Okay, so there you go. There's the clip. Um, yeah, I mean that's pretty much how it happened. Was I had followed the cat uh, to the doorway because it was definitely uh you know it was skittish running around doing crazy stuff and then just boom stopped there at the door and when i looked in i saw it there i did try to take a picture nothing came out on the camera and then of course the the cat went around the door and, and, and took off so um yeah another type of shadow person that uh that i had seen so i i did see that there were some questions that were coming in while the clip was playing and i have no idea why it went black it just you know computers they glitch you know um so let me go back up. It was from somebody who was asking, um, okay, from Don Juan, what's the difference between a shadow person and a ghost? Um, ghost would be a uh, human spirit and a shadow person, uh, from my belief, my belief is that a shadow person is an interdimensional being, that they um, come from some other plane of existence. You know, and... The story that I was telling on the uh, the last show, uh, we had Ben Miller, and he's in the chat right now. Um, and so we talked a little bit about shadow people, not too much because we were coming to this show. But the one story that I had down there um, <clears throat> was at a restaurant called Johnny V's. And basically what happened was I was walking into the kitchen. We had just really finished up the investigation. I was doing a, last, a little bit of a sweep, um, trying to take some other photos, things like that. And I walked into the kitchen, and there was this black, uh, it was like translucent. It was like a tall wisp of something, and it just darted across the kitchen and through the swinging metal door on the other side. And you heard the bang of the metal door, but the door didn't actually move. And, you know, the others that were out in the restaurant area heard it. I called it, hey, did you guys hear that? And they're like, yeah, like, you throw anything at it, you know, anything like that? Uh, no. So, if a 
shadow person is a entity from another dimension. Um, for one, I think that as I walked in, I scared it. So if it's in another dimension, um, another plane of existence, and it sees me, perhaps it saw me as a ghost, it freaked out, headed toward that door, and maybe it went through the door opening in its dimension, and for whatever reason, the sound of that door banging resonated from its dimension to ours. At, at this point, it seems like two dimensions, two planes of existence were intersecting each other at the same time. And so, to me, that was that shadow person. Now, the one from when I was a child, that was a little different because it's a being that's actually in our world. And maybe it going to the linen closet was, you know, its portal to where it was supposed to go. I, I don't know. Um, you know, it, it is a good topic of debate as to, you know, what some of these shadow people are. Um, now, I have maintained a stance for a while that I didn't think um, any shadow people were ghosts. And actually, going back through our Goldenrod footage, um, you know, we kept seeing a shadow person up there um, on the second floor in that little room back there, um, for those of you that have you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, and Shauna had seen it and the two twinkles that followed it. And we've started thinking that maybe maybe that was Charlie, you know, who we discovered was um, it had actually been his room back there when it was set up a different way. So that would have to be a person who's a shadow today, which kind of you know, flies in the face of everything I've been saying for a while. So it's something to really kind of research and dig into. But a ghost, you know, apparition, spirit form, that sort of thing. Shadow person, a bit different. So I hope that answered it, or maybe it gives you more questions. I don't know. From Zippy, did your dad ever get an experience in the house? Not in that house. <laughs> Not in that house. Um... My dad's, my dad's story. Okay. So now he doesn't believe in ghosts, right? And he, he likes, he likes my books. He, he enjoys the stories and all of that stuff. Um, but he'll sit there and say, I don't believe in that stuff. But there was this one time. <laughs> he woke up in the middle of the night, apparently. This is at the house I'm currently at. And he saw a shadow person walk into the room. And he basically just pointed at this thing and said, I don't know who the fuck you are, but you're going to get the fuck out of my house. It took off. Like, Dad, that's a ghost story. <laughs> it's like, I don't believe in that stuff. Like, come on. <laughs> you just told a ghost story. I don't believe in that stuff. So, kind of funny. He, he doesn't believe in it, but he has with this one story from one time. So, yeah. Um... So, see, Woody, you kind of asked the same thing there. Um, and do I think all humanoid-shaped shadow figures are human? Well, no. Um, that's from uh, Wayward Vagabond. No, I, I don't. I think most of them are interdimensional beings. Um, just given the, the, really, the series of investigations done the gold, that we've done on the Goldenrod with the potential that that shadow could be Charlie, you know, that's kind of the exception. Um, I've heard of other people saying that, you know, they occasionally experience a shadow person that could be like maybe a lost loved one and they can't materialize all the way. Um, 
and, and I've never quite bought into that, but give, again, given our experiences in the Golden Rod, it may call an exception to that. Um, but for the most part, no, I, I think they've been uh, a different bean from someplace else. Um, especially some of these other ones that you hear about, like the, the Hat Man um, and the, uh, the entity with, with red eyes, that um, these, these guys seem to come from someplace else. So, <laughs> you guys are thinking I was so young in that video, yeah. Um, you guys have a lot of questions here, wow. Um, Jen K, should you be scared of shadow people? Um, that's a good question. The ones that I have experienced, I have no reason to be scared of. Even the one that crossed my arms across my body. Um, and the reason why I say that is, it didn't actually harm me. You know, if you think about it, it just did this, and then it ran off down the hall. I've had other people these days say that, um, that maybe it was putting me in a burial pose, that for whatever reason, maybe it thought that I was dead, and it put me in a burial pose and ran off. Um, but it didn't actually harm me. Um, the one, I don't know why I'm getting notifications on my screen, the one at the house we moved to in Ohio, it was just peeking in the door. You know, it didn't do anything, so no. The one at Johnny V's, the restaurant, I mean, it seemed like I scared it, and it ran off. So, there's no reason to be scared of any of those. <clears throat> now, the one with red eyes, um, that one is one that people report um, is one to be uh, a bit scared of. So, I have not actually seen the one with red eyes. Now, that investigation in Edmond, Oklahoma, that we did the show for, The Haunted, she kept seeing something in her closet with red eyes. We never actually saw that when we investigated. We got like a ton of EVPs. Uh, we had a lot of different personal experiences and witnessed some crazy stuff. I saw the black shadow mask. The black shadow mask didn't have eyes. But she saw the thing with the eyes, and she said it was you know terrorizing her, terrorizing her cat, all that. Um, and I've heard a number of other reports of, you know, the one with red eyes is, you know, is one to look out for. Um, people say that the Shadow Man is kind of a nastier one. Um, I have not actually seen or the Shadow Man, the Hat Man. People say that the, the Hat Man is a bit of a nasty one. And I haven't yet seen him yet either. Um, what was the other one? Oh, and then, uh, kind of the interesting one is... Uh, uh, the, the old hag or the ghoul. I have a drink a lot of water. <laughs> so the old hag, this is where we get the term like hag, hag ridden when you wake up in the morning and you're just like, blech, and you know. Um, so there's a lot of ancient cultures that have this legend of, um, of some say it's the witch, some say it's the old hag, some say it's ghoul or demon that is sitting on a person's chest when they wake up in the middle of the night. They can't move, they can't breathe. All, all these different things that are going on with them. And so, I've always found it interesting, and if you watch my presentation, um, I have it uh, online here on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel, um, that kind of goes into like a lot of the different cultures and a lot of their different uh, legends that, you know, they're all the same. And you think, you know, over, you know, these hundreds and thousands of years that, you know, all these cultures were separated from each other, and yet they all had the same reports, the same type of experiences, and they attribute it to almost exactly the same thing. So, 
Um, it's one of those things that I always put stock into as like it's leaning toward you know these legends being true. Although they each have their own little twist on it because you know cultures tend to do that. Um, but they're all experiencing this thing in the middle of the night that's sitting on their chest. So that's where a lot of you know the sleep paralysis stuff comes into play, where the medical community is saying, no, you know, you're you're just waking up in the middle of the night. Your body is, um, you know, it's still you know partially asleep. It's hallucinating. You know, your your muscles haven't been woken up yet, and you're just seeing these things in your room. So my question to them is always, well, why is it always like a person we see? Why is it always a shadowy figure? You know, why is it always, you know, a guy with a hat? You know, it's always a person. You know, when I'm dreaming, I dream of a lot of different things. You know, why isn't it all, why isn't it ever a plane is buzzing by my room or a car is driving by my bed? Why is it always a person? You know, that that's what, that's what every report is, is a person. It's, you know, a humanoid figure or a hat person or whatever. Um, it's never a car or a plane or a tree, whatever. Um, no. As far as the paralysis part, I have experienced actual real sleep paralysis. And in those cases, there was never a shadow person present. Um, <laughs> basically, um, I this happened, has happened to me twice. I fell asleep in a precarious place I didn't want to be falling asleep in. I didn't want to be falling asleep at the time at all, but my body was so exhausted I did. And so my mind was awake, but my body was asleep. And so I kind of slowly had to get out of that sleep paralysis. Um, it scared me the first time around. But then I started wiggling my toes and slowly, surely rising up. I got myself awake. And um, like I said, no shadow figures around anywhere. So it was just a, you know, a, a biological thing that happened to me. And nothing to do with um, you know, a, a shadow person at all. So, but that's what the medical community always tries to uh, chalk it up to. I'm going to try to get some more of your, your questions. There's a lot in here. Um, so what's the story in the hat man? Is he a shadow person? Uh, yeah, I think I kind of hit on that. <laughs> um, that was from when I just scrolled right by it. Um, let me see if I can go back up here. Um, so can they, okay, Super Woody Boys wonder if they can harm us. Oh, okay, we have our guests. So we'll get to some of the questions here in a little bit. Hello, Sean. Hello. All right, so we have Sean Gilmore on the phone with us from uh, Ectovision Paranormal. So let me, got the volume up all the way. All right. How you doing tonight, Sean? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. So... I've been going for a little while here, talking about my uh, my shadow people uh, experiences, answering some of the questions in the chat. My voice is getting a little raw, so maybe you can share with us uh, some of your experiences that you're telling me about. Oh wow! Well, I actually, much like you, I grew up in a home that had a lot of activity, um, and I had a lot of experiences that greatly affected me and one of them was was with a shadow person. I was actually in my young twenties. I had just recently moved back from Phoenix, Arizona and one night I I guess I should back up a little bit. Normally I would close my bedroom door, okay? Um, and 
I had my little thing that I would do, and I'd say, you're not welcome in my space, and I'd close my bedroom door. And I had actually transitioned from my old bedroom to what was now my sister's old bedroom. And I realized that when I would do that, it would leave like a negative feeling. It felt just bad when I did that. So I stopped doing that. And so this night, the door was open. And I'm laying there. I'm not able to sleep. And I literally saw a tall shadow man walk into my room. And he walked across my bedroom, looked over at me, kept on walking, and then disappeared into my walk-in closet. So he just walked right by you? He didn't interact with you or anything? Didn't interact with me at all that time. That's the only time that thing, I believe, ever showed itself to me. Okay. Um, I was attacked in my sleep. How were you attacked? I'm sorry? How were you attacked? Well, okay, this was actually years before. Um, I, in my old bedroom, I, I was uncomfortable to sleep in there, so I would sleep on the couch. And I would actually put salt around the couch. I had a wicked friend who told me that would help protect me. And I, that night, I put a fresh circle of salt around the couch. And I went to sleep. And as I was sleeping, this is really hard for me to explain, and so it's understandable to people, but as I was sleeping, I felt like something was trying to get into my body. Was it like something was trying to press into you? Yes. Okay. It was trying to literally get into my body, and, and I felt like I was literally fighting for my body and maybe even my soul. Okay. It, it, I, I mean, it was the most terrifying experience, and then I knew I was sleeping, and I told myself I had to wake up. I woke up three or four times in this dream before I actually woke up. And when I woke up, I woke up sweating, out of breath, and screaming. So, let me ask you this. Were you... You, you said something about a dream, so were you in a dream state or were you were you awake but your your body was um was just still was just still and you, you couldn't like physically wake your body up do you know what i'm saying i i do i know what you're saying um it was like i mean i, w I was sleeping when it attacked me and when i realized it and i guess i was still like in a dream state and I was just, I knew that I had to get out of that state to, to make it through. Okay. I mean, this wasn't just like a regular nightmare. I had nightmares every night that I slept in that home. This was not a regular nightmare. Yeah. This was literally, I, I have no other way to explain it, but I found myself where I was in a position where I was literally fighting for my body and my soul. It, it, I, it was the most terrifying thing, and it sounds absolutely insane. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't sound insane to me because you know I've had something uh, very similar. I mean, this is and to me this is different than a, than a shadow man experience. This is different than shadow people, um, where 
you know, you, you kind of wake up in the middle of the night, you know, although your, your body's still asleep kind of like that, um, but you feel something pressing into you, and like you said, um, you know, fighting for your soul, I was praying um, in my mind at the time, and you know, this, ha this happened to me, I don't know, maybe two or three times over my, at least my adult life, um, and it eventually went away. Um, you're saying that you're willing yourself to wake up. So it seems like a similar experience. Yeah, it definitely sounds like there's a very similar experience. Um, this, what, what's weird is that after that, a lot of the activity around me subsided. Okay. It, it slowed down a lot. Um, there is, I mean, this thing would, would follow me everywhere. I would go to friends' houses and, and their TVs would turn off, the clocks would move. Um, so you had some sort of attachment? Know, I'm sorry? You had some sort of attachment? I believe so. Okay. And the way that it actually happened was from my sister and her friend playing with the Ouija board. Oh, okay. Crazy, right? When we first moved into the home, it was already active. We The cupboards would open on their own. You hear people cooking at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. And that was just normal every day. And then, I don't know, when I was in my, like, 16 or so, they, my sister and her friend got this idea to play with the Ouija board. It's usually about the age, right? I 
you right. know, again, shrugged it off, like, whatever. And uh, now, by this time, I'm, I worked at a retail store, and I'm walking through the stock room, and, and I hear footsteps behind me, and I feel like someone's with me, and, and I still feel alone. And instead of just like feeling like I'm being watched, I feel like something's standing over me. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced like the feeling of just like someone's like straight in your face when you're in the shower. Um, not in the shower. So just every, not in the shower. It, yeah, it's it, it just like in the most uncomfortable time. Yeah. And and um, so one day I came home again. They're playing with the Ouija board. So I'm I'm assuming that they they're doing this all the time. And yeah, but whatever. I'm still, like, I'm just trying to deal with my own thing, you know, I'm a teenager, I'm trying to have my fun and, and deal with whatever's going on in the house and whatever's following me, whatever, and so I come home and they're doing the Ouija board again, and I told them, this time I didn't even try to get on the board, and I told them to ask, ask whoever you're talking to if they are who is following me. And right after I said me, without hesitation, went to yes. Well, wow. okay. And then I asked why. And it spelled out the word challenge. Interesting. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no clue what that meant. But I knew I didn't like it. And I was like, all right, screw this. I'm gone. Don't do this in my house. <laughs> Yeah. Little did I know, it's too late for that. But so after this, um, actually shortly after that happened, um, that's when I was attacked. Okay. And there's you know a couple other experiences in there too. But um, it was living in a house like that is is crazy. And then you you go and you have some teenage girls joking around on the Ouija board and uh, their intentions are purely maybe fun antical and and it affected me I yeah. I don't know you know I mean there's a there's yeah they're just playing around with it you know being teenage girls so um, yeah that's that's what they get I mean that's and to me, when it comes to the Ouija board, you know, and people have always, I get the question a lot, you know, well, what do you think of Ouija boards? And it's like, well, you know, we use audio recorders in the same way. We're just trying to communicate with spirits. A spirit board or a Ouija board is just another way to do that. But, you know, with it comes a degree of knowledge of what it is that you're using. And what what I think tends to happen is that, you know, kids that age, they see the, the, the Ouija board as, as a game and they're just playing around with it and don't realize what it is that they're actually doing. You know, I agree. And also, intention is huge. Yeah. To me, intention is absolutely huge. So, if your intention is to be respectful and your intentions are known, I feel like that's very important. Yeah. Um, I mean, there is a, a a risk in what we do when we go out and investigate.
angry. So next thing, instead of saying, this is my space, you're not welcome here, I'm saying, stay that out, this is my effing home, and you need you need to respect that, and I'd slam the door shut. Right. And I would do that in my room. This is my effing room, stay that out, and I'd slam the door shut. Well, good. I mean, I yeah, you're taking you're taking control. Yeah. Now, right. I mean, if I didn't know. I just knew right. that I was getting angry. I was fed up. I wanted it to leave me alone. Now, when we were and the whole time, I'm losing this battle. Yeah. Now, when we were chatting last night, you said that you had actually uh, you had also seen a uh, shadow person across the street. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yes, there was a there's a park across the street, and just to kind of paint a picture of the park. It's a wide open park and the baseball diamond in it and it has a concrete walking path that goes around and it. it's almost a large square. Mm-hmm. And across the far corner of the um, baseball diamond is a playground. And one night, a girl I was dating at the time and I decided to go for a walk in the park and we ended up stopping at the playground. And we were sitting there and talking, and I saw out of the corner of my eye a man sitting like on the edge of a railing, like squatting, kind of like the only way I can describe it is like the crow. Except he's large, he's black, he's hooded, I can't see his face. I literally saw it for a split second out of the corner of my eye, and I looked over, did a double take, he was gone. This was Not a hooded figure? Or this was a hooded figure? I'm sorry? This was a hooded figure? Yes. Okay. Yes, this is a hooded figure, it's all black. And I didn't feel threatened though. Okay. And I just shrugged it off like, oh, it's gone, whatever, it's my imagination, right? So, we finished talking, and we start walking back. And as we're walking back, there's a set of bench on the way, on our left hand side. And there's a large man. Mm-hmm. Can't see his face. Very dark figure. Again, I don't feel threatened. And as we're walking by him, I said, hey, how's it going? He responded with nothing but a grunt. What? Uh. Me and the girl stopped, looked at each other like, okay, that was weird. <laughs> then we turned back to look for the man. Gone. Yeah, so that's something that I find interesting about your story is that um, you actually okay. got an audio response from this thing. Oh, right. Yeah, because usually you don't get... Usually the, usually the stories I hear, they don't have very many audio responses. I mean, even, you know, my interactions, it, and I've had a lot. <laughs> um, right. the, the, the entity itself has always been quiet, except, you know, aside from the one that went through the door and the door made a sound. Um... You know, none of them have actually audibly made um, any sort of sound. You're saying this one actually grunted at you. Yes. Yeah. All it did was grunt, and then we turned, and then it was gone. And we both saw it, and afterwards, we quickly went back to my place, where we thought we'd be safer. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean... And you never saw that one again? Never saw that one again. Okay. That's really interesting. And, I mean, I've... I, there was another time when same park, a buddy of mine and I were going to go fishing. And this was actually right before I saw the shadow hit. And we were, we were carrying
trees that were behind us. It was just those bushes, the row of bushes that were in front of us. My buddy and I both stopped, looked at each other, said, nope, turned around and walked back. Didn't say one word to each other about what happened. Okay. <laughs> and we went upstairs and we put on a movie and we watched the movies and then a couple years later my buddy told me a story. I fell asleep watching like this one of the movies we were watching mm-hmm. and he had to use the restroom. Okay. And he he saw that the bathroom light was on and the door was locked. So he sat on the couch waiting for whoever was in the bathroom to finish up and get out. And he's waiting, he's waiting. <laughs> he said he waited like about a half hour and okay. still nobody ever came out, light was on, door was locked. Right. And then a little bit later, he noticed the light was off. No one got out of the bathroom, but the light was off. And sure enough he went to the door and the doors unlocked. He never went back to that place. Interesting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Very cool. All right, Sean. Well, thank you very much for, for joining us tonight and sharing your stories and experiences. Um, you know, what I'd, what I'd love to do is follow up with you <clears throat> a little bit more um, offline because um, I'm putting together, and I announced this last week inadvertently, I meant to do this uh, this week, is, you know, I'm putting together a shadow person book based on, you know, my experiences, a lot of the theories that are out there, and a lot of other people's experiences as well. So, Sean, I would like to invite you to um, share your story within that as well, if you if you wouldn't mind. Oh, wow. You, you know what's funny? I actually found myself writing that story out, and I'm more than happy to share that with you. Okay, that'd be fantastic. All right. Well, thank you very much, buddy. I do appreciate it, and, um, yeah, I... I thank you for coming on to the show tonight and sharing your experiences. So, uh, we'll catch up some more later. All right, great. Thank you for having me. All right, thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. All right. That's Sean Gilmore of Ectovision Paranormal. Check out their YouTube channel. They've got a lot of great uh, videos out there, a lot of great investigations that they do. So, um, let's get back to some of your questions and what you guys have going on in the chat. I know there were a lot earlier, and I wasn't able to get to them all because <clears throat> I had Sean calling in at the time. So, um, great guy, great team, Activision Paranormal. So, uh, back here toward the top, I don't know, it goes a ways, right? <laughs> uh, Super Woody Boy had asked, can a shadow person ever be seen in the daylight? Yeah, um, a number of those experiences that I had with the um, shadow person that I would see peeking in my bedroom door when I was unpacking were during the daytime. And I hear other, you know, people having shadow people experiences during the day. So, let me scoot all the way down and um, you know, shows are going by too quickly uh, yeah I know there's only like 15 minutes left of the show right <laughs> they do go by pretty quick so um, even that last one that we had with Ben Miller on edge of the rabbit hole that flew by we're gonna have Ben back so um, Shauna's chat is being a bitch that's awesome um, um, HR was this cloaked shadow akin to the Grim Reaper per Ben Miller you know what I'll ask Sean that. Um, it's it's kind of interesting. You do hear occasionally about the hooded figure um, uh, shadow person sighting, and I always mixed him with the uh, black mist because as humans we try to categorize these things, um, and people when they try to categorize it would put the uh, hooded figure along with the black mist. Um, I guess because they're more like rounded in nature, 
may actually be completely different because like Sean described, I mean, actual hooded figure, you know, person, where the black mist was just kind of, you know, this big black mass that was there in the middle of that room and then just kind of slowly dissipated away. So uh, actually uh, quite different. The other one that we haven't really talked about um, is the crawler. And the crawler is like the one that, uh, that we experience at Black Bear Church. And that's one where, you know, it's a, um, it's a shadow entity and it'll crawl up the walls and along the ceiling, um, generally seemed as, you know, something a bit more nefarious, a negative type of entity. And, um, yeah, that one, I mean, I mean, it didn't really do anything negative to us. It kicked the, like one bottle across the, uh, uh, the basement floor. That was about it, but, um, it's generally seen as something more negative, especially with the way it moves. So, um, let's see, what else did I miss here? Kind of scroll up a little bit here, and I know you guys had a lot of questions that I missed, um, but I think it was back up quite a ways, because we were talking to Sean for like a good 20 minutes. So, um... Sometimes coming of age has a lot to do with paranormal interactions. Well, yeah, um, that's from Super Woody Boy as well. Yeah, coming of age, especially for for young ladies, that that time of their lives, um, really start um, developing those type of um, of abilities, especially ones that are um, you know tend to be uh, more psychic and not just you know experiencing you know having paranormal experiences, but once they actually develop psychic abilities, we usually, you know, kind of as they go through that whole, you know, stage of puberty and all that, and, you know, their abilities just, you know, start expanding during that time. So that becomes a, a time of life where um, it can be scary for uh, a, a young teenager that is going through these different things. And so, um, unfortunately, um, a lot of a lot of parents don't understand that. Um, and you know they the, unfortunately the the young person goes through a lot of things of you know being told that you know uh they're just um making things up or you know friends might call them crazy or you know whatever's going on um so it's it's better if that person can find a, a good mentor in their life to learn how to deal with those type of abilities so um i don't know why we got into all that um, sometimes explaining experience can be hard to explain. True, that that can be. Let me scroll back down. If you guys got any um, new questions, throw them out there because trying to scroll back up is kind of a, a pain in the butt. Um, yeah, you're getting the talk from Mike. I know that was a little uh, that was a little weird because um, I, I never had to go through that type of talk. Um, but I know I've I've talked with so many others who have um, had have gone to, uh, through those things at that age. So, um, see what else you guys got. So, you know, Ether Shadow, I had to bug out. Okay. And, yeah, so I guess I saw that. Um, from Shauna, how big was the crawler and where was it in the room? Okay. The crawler? You know, the crawler, I would say, was, um, I want to say, like, a little smaller than the average male um <laughs> and i guess i attribute it to male because i'm thinking of the crawler creepy you know it's got to be a guy right um 
but I would say smaller, skinnier than me, and I'm like 5'8", and I guess at the time I would have been like 175, right? <laughs> um, so I would, I can't put a weight to it, right? But no, it would have been, uh, I don't know, maybe 5'3", five, 5'4", five, something like that, shorter, shorter than me for sure, um, and skinny. And just doing like the whole crab thing, you know, like around the wall, around the ceiling, you know, that that whole kind of thing going on. So um, where was it in the room? I mean, it was like, it was around, mostly around the ceiling type of, like, that spot basically between the wall and the ceiling. <laughs> you know, it did get up on the ceiling and it did get lower on the wall, but it was basically like a, around that area up top there um and it did hit the floor at some point because the the freaking bottle got kicked across the ground so <coughs> it was dark and we couldn't see it all at all times so um tom i should come to us to chicago for a speech about shadow people all right let's do it let's do it i'm all up for that so just we'll figure that out so what else did i miss uh okay i got that um, what else? Uh, any oh, from Ben Miller. Any experience with shadow people with yellow eyes? You know that's interesting. Yellow eyes. Um, personally, no. Um, and you usually hear about the red eyes. Um, yellow eyes. Um, I mean, I've heard I've heard mention of that. I'll say that I've heard mention of it. I cannot re recall. Um, specific story offhand, usually you hear the story of the red eyes, um, which of course are definitely seen as something uh, very negative. Yellow eyes, uh, not so much. I guess much, much more rare. <laughs> and um, yeah, we got that one now. <laughs> I had both uh, Shauna and Donna tell me about that question. That was probably, I'm guessing, from a little bit further up in the chat that I must have missed. So. Um, yeah, that, okay, the, 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 because Shauna just mentioned, if you ever saw something creepy crawling near the ceiling, be vacating the premises. Um, okay, so the psychic that we had with us at the time, um, she did get freaked out about that thing going around. So, her idea was for us to sing hymns. So, we, we held hands and we started singing church hymns in the basement there of the desecrated church they tried filming that because that was actually um, part of the tale for my ghost story for when we filmed that and so when we were doing the uh, the b-roll stuff and they do some recreations with that for storytelling purposes they actually filmed us re doing the whole singing the hymns and, and all that and thank god they did not use it on the show that was absolutely terrible that, that recreation piece absolutely terrible so but that was she was freaking and when that bottle kicked she was jumping and freaking out like crazy so we sang show shims yeah um so ask who's thinking it might be a skinwalker oh okay for as far as skinwalkers um yeah, Skinwalker, completely, completely different type of uh, entity. But you know, you know, you never know. They could always be related, right? Um, but uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it a Skinwalker. 
Um, so, is my story on YouTube? Oh, um, well, I have shared my story many times on YouTube, so it's going to be, there's probably like three or four different videos out there. Um, I, I mean, I have, there's a playlist, a Shadow People playlist on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel, so there's like, what, five or six Shadow People video uh, on there right now. So you could just play through that, and you'll get all the different stories and all the different clips and, and all of that. Um, as far as like the actual uh, My Ghost Story episode, you might be able to find it on YouTube. I know it's out there on Daily Motion. Um, I, I know it gets it's syndicated in a few places too, so you could actually probably catch it on uh, a cable channel somewhere. Um, but you could find it, yeah, like I said, Daily Motion, maybe YouTube, if you want the actual episode itself. Um, and then the, you know, the playlist has all the shadow person stuff on it. So you can just find that on the channel. Um, are crawlers considered demonic from Zippy Davis? Shadow people are not demonic. Um, the interesting thing about this particular crawler is that... Um, the, the church in which it's at, this abandoned church, um, the the ceiling that was gone, it, it you know part of it was burned down, uh, part of it caved in, what have you. Um, kids have been in there spray painting, partying, doing you know what teenagers do. There is a concrete slab in the in one of the little back rooms that we have found evidence of some ritualistic work where there were. Um, you know, charred remains on there, burnt bones, you know, definitely a spot where people were burning things, and it seemed like sacrificing animals. I can't say for sure that's what they were doing. It's just giving what we found there, they probably were. So, somebody not knowing what they're doing, maybe trying to conjure something up, is that perhaps how this crawler came to be? Maybe. Um, not saying it's a demon, um, but it could be that whatever they're trying to do back there, you know, caught the notice of this type of entity. One of the other things about this uh, church that people have reported seeing there is that, um, like, shorter shadow people, like maybe about three feet tall, um, short squat uh, type entities, um, will approach the church and look through the windows but not come in. And so some people have attributed that the crawler is um, kind of the superior to them, and they won't come in, and you know it controls it. That's all speculation, purely speculation. Um, no, I don't think the crawler is a, is a demon. Um, you know, it did not. If if it was demonic, you know, wouldn't it have done something a little bit more to us down there in the basement? I would think so. Um, I didn't get the feeling that it was demonic um even necessarily evil not nice yeah <laughs> it was, i don't think it was being nice mm -hmm. uh, i think it was trying to scare us out of there but i don't think it was demonic um yeah we're kind of getting towards the end here a little bit and i just want to see if you guys have any other questions uh super woody boys i'm learning all these new types of paranormal figures and i've heard of some of these um, yes, uh, Woody, check out the last, um, the last Shadow Person video that I did. 
it's a like my whole presentation uh, on shadow people. So it goes through. I mean, basically, when I go and I talk about shadow people, I have like a, a PowerPoint presentation that I do, and so it steps through the different types of shadow people, shadow entities, all that. Um, again, we as humans try to classify these different things. There may be more kinds, there may be less. There may we may not. I can't say that we completely understand these things at all. We're trying to understand what they are. So this is what we've done to try to classify them. But go check that out. Um, it's got all that information out there. Um, so how do you find the episode? Um, so, okay. So the episode, okay. For that one, for the... the let me pause for a second, collect my thoughts. Okay, so there's two episodes. There's The Haunted and there's My Ghost Story. The Haunted episode, it was the uh, season two premiere of, of The Haunted. It was called Monster in the Closet. So you can look for it by that. For the My Ghost Story episode, it was called Church of Darkness. And so that was, I want to say it was episode 45. Um, and it, the episode title was Church of Darkness, which was our... Uh, piece of that. My ghost story showed like five different stories within um, an episode. And so ours would have been the uh, the last one uh, of that episode. So they, I, I think they generally name the, the thing off of whatever they're showing last because that's supposed to be like the big story or whatever. So that's how you can uh, search for those. Um... Anything else? You guys are talking about bed bugs, huh? Again, it's getting kind of late. <laughs> so I guess we'll go ahead and um, wrap it up. So kind of told you guys where to find those. Um, ben, thank you for hanging out. Ben Miller was our guest from um, the Edge of the Rabbit Hole. Go check out his channel. Uh, a lot of great videos out there, and uh, we'll definitely bring him back. So, And I do want to thank Sean Gilmore from Ectovision Paranormal for coming out. Also go check out their channel. And so let's get to the uh, the chat here, and who has been hanging out. So well, we already mentioned Ben Miller, but there's our chat shenanigator, Shama. I love you. Thank you for shenanigating the chat all night, even though you worked a double shift today. Uh, that that is one awesome woman right there. So uh, Andrew Cubbage, uh, both Andrews, Andrew Cubbage, Andrew Cox. This was the same thing that happened last time. You guys were like right on top of each other there, so I could say both of you. Um, Donna Gorton, one of our Cheshire Cats, thank you very much. Um, Sean Gilmore, thank you for, uh, for calling in tonight. That was awesome. And sharing your experiences. Zippy Davis, thanks again, as always. Super Woody Boy, um, what's in the future for shows? Um, good question. I haven't come up with next week's topic yet. <laughs> um, I, I've been dealing with this sinus stuff for like the last four days, and we did the live investigations over the weekend. I'm just trying to get this week done, man. <laughs> My head's been in a fog for for days, so we'll get it figured out. Um, Lori Lynn, thank you very much for hanging out for both shows. Appreciate that. Tammy Heitzman, thank you once again, and hope you enjoyed the book. Tammy Heitzman was the giveaway winner last week, so uh, that's awesome. She's a great supporter of the channel. Um, who else we got? So, just scroll up a little bit. Uh, Kim Kiminator, thank you for hanging out um, for both shows. Thank you. Uh, Jen K, thank you very much. New Mad Hatter there. Uh, Lynn's White, uh, thank you as always. So, you Mad Hatters are absolutely fantastic. Um, just 
scroll was Deborah Sosby. Thank you. Is it Sosby or Sosby? Um, hopefully, you get an answer on that. Um, uh, Wayward Vagabond, thank you for the question tonight. Appreciate that. And I'll screw up a little bit more. So, and thank you guys for hanging out uh, this late. So, I know it's like, it's almost midnight here uh, out in the east. I, I almost said east coast, but I'm in Ohio. It's not east coast. <laughs> so, uh, we're actually considered Midwest. So, go figure that. Um, I think that is about it. Oh, Tom McNicholas, of course. You know, <laughs> got to shout out to Tom, uh, one of our big Patreon patrons. So, really appreciate all of the support. Uh, Creepy Karma, there you go. Thank you. Uh, Creepy Karma is also in Ohio. Very cool. Robert White from Australia. Awesome. Hanging out with us from the land down under. And Bethany Warner, always hanging out there too. Very, very cool. So, uh, awesome. Really thank all of you for hanging out tonight. Sticking it out for the second hour. Kim Kiminator, 9 p.m. there in California. <laughs> it's early there, yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. So, uh, NyQuil, Andrew? No, I don't, I don't take the NyQuil. <laughs> I, do guess, I do have some stuff back here, so I'll be, uh, I'll be partaking in those things <laughs> here in a few minutes. So I, do, I actually do feel a lot better than even like six hours ago. I, did, I had no idea how I was going to do the show tonight and uh, shows tonight. And somehow things started clearing up there. So hopefully I'll be good for the rest of the week. This new Friday Night Ghost Frights. If you're talking about Black Bear Church and the experiences there, the next Friday Night Ghost Frights is our 50th. I did touch a little bit on the very first Friday Night Ghost Frights, one of the, one of the nights at Black Bear Church. So this 50th episode is going to uh, kind of recap that very first one and then tell you some more stories from Black Bear Church. In cemetery, so um, I gotta thank Shama for that idea because I was like, "What am I gonna do for the 50th?" You know, it's kind of a, like a benchmark milestone episode here for Friday Night Ghost Frights. So it's awesome. All right, um, you guys have a great night. Really do appreciate everything. So um, also uh, next week, come on back. Edge of the Rabbit Hole is going to have Rob Gutro um, as the guest. So uh, he'll be talking about a lot of his different uh, haunted experiences and investigations. So he, he's talked with us uh, a number of times about um, uh, pets and spirits communicating with, uh, with pets. I'm dropping stuff. Um, but we're going to talk about some of his paranormal investigations this time, so it should be really good. So have a great night, everyone. Take care. See you next time.